As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. There's a small takeover happening in Western Australia. <laughs> Stephanie O'Flaherty and her brothers... Her entire family seems to be trying to to take over the place. Uh, Reading from Timothy O'Mahony's wonderful column, Carconians Abroad, in The Echo. Um, And back around 2012, Stephanie, you went out there with your your now husband, Cahill, and you stayed. Originally, it started as kind of, well, let's give it a blast for a year, didn't it? Good morning. Yes, yes, it did. Good morning, PJ. Um, yeah, we definitely just kind of threw caution to the wind and just said, you know, we'll give it a chance. Couldn't can't be any worse than things are, and just give it a try and see how we go. Like it was eleven years ago, things weren't great then. Had had you a job, for example? I was working in Boston Scientific during the summer, um, and I had only graduated in that October. Then I have um, a degree in uh, pharmaceutical chemistry. Um, so I was working in Boston Scientific and I did give that up, but it was, I had only been started there probably three months prior and um, just when I finished my exams. Um, so nothing too deep for me. Yeah, Cahill had more connections. He was very involved with Blue Demons. In fact, if I think back hard enough, I probably remember him. Absolutely. He's blue blood. Um, actually, last week they were in the cup semifinals and we were up at all hours of the morning to watch it from Perth. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, he definitely had a lot more to lose than I, or give up, I suppose, not lose. Um, Then I did, he had, you know, a permanent full-time job in EMC where he had been there for quite a few years. Obviously very much involved in the, in the basketball scene from a coaching and playing perspective. All his friends, family, like everybody else, I suppose. Pointing the Josh. I mean, I know the Josh well. (laughs) I think that was probably the hardest thing to give up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So talk to me about the conversation and how it went. Well, I think like I kind of probably sounds awful, but I suppose we were together four years at the time and I kind of didn't really give him an ultimatum. I said, well, I'm going, you can come or you, you can stay like, you know, it's pretty much up to you. Um, And as I said, he had a lot more to lose, which I completely understood that it could be, you know, the end of our relationship and that was that. But it was definitely, I've had the travel travel bug since I was quite young, travelling with basketball and stuff. And I always just said, like, you know, I wanted to do it. The time at home, we were in the recession. I wasn't, like, going to get something very quickly from a work perspective that I could see myself doing for the next 30, 40 years. So I was like, this is the perfect time for me. 
I could see when I did have the conversation with him, he was definitely a bit like, oh, okay. Um, and he said, yeah, maybe we'll go. I don't know if he thought I was that serious, I think, but a couple of weeks to a couple of months down the line where I was finished my exams and I was like, right, I'm going to go in and kind of suss out this. He probably got a bit more rattled. <laughs> um, and in the end of the day, we were kind of both a bit nervous. Um, and I said, let's flip a coin. Heads <laughs> we go and tails we don't. We were actually away in Liverpool for a weekend. And I was like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? So we flipped the coin. Heads it was. And uh, we came back and went in and organised our visas. And obviously haven't looked back since. And was it a year or two years you organised originally? What was Or was 11 years in the script? No, no, no. It was um, definitely one year. It was the plan was to come travel. So similar like thing to most people. We went and did Thailand for a couple of weeks, Cambodia. Then on to Perth and our plan was to travel through Australia. But we a call actually had family in Perth. So we said we'd base ourselves there first, get a bit of, you know, lay the land, kind of familiarize ourselves with some people and how it all worked out. Um, and we never moved from Perth. <laughs> and you settled and... Are you both citizens now? Yeah, we're both citizens since um, 2021. Um, So we stayed our first year and in Australia to get your second year, you have to do what's called regional work. So um, unless you get some sponsorship and um, we had a couple of sponsorships fall through on us. So we went and did our regional work. We got our second year visa and then we had a bit of a trial and tribulation trying to stay here again with visas and stuff like that. So we ended up applying for what's called a state nominated sponsorship um, through my qualification. There's there's basically a list. And if you're on the list, you can kind of go through this process to try and apply. We had a bit of a rigmarole. We ended up home for nine months waiting on the visa to come through and then came back out uh, 2015. If, if, if you play the Aussies game and tick their boxes, they welcome you with open arms. Or am I wrong? You're absolutely right. I think like I admire them in a way they they look after their own. They're very much like if you want to come on the working holiday visa, feel free, come away. But you need to come here with X amount of money and you need to look after yourselves. But from there on out, then, you know, as you kind of earn your stripes, I guess, for want of a better phrase, they they obviously need certain labor. If you tick that box, there's great systems in in place. But, you know, you have to work hard to get yeah. there as a... You have to show them that you deserve it. But, but talk to me about this family takeover of Perth. <laughs> <laughs> Two brothers as well. That's it, yeah. So um, I obviously went, you know, as I said, flipped the coin and off I went to my travels in 2012. Um, and I, I have two younger brothers. So my middle brother, John, uh, he decided to take Leap of Faith the year after me. So 2014, I think he came. Similar situation, came on a one year, let's try it. Um, they're here 10 years now uh, with two beautiful kids and a, and currently just after um, buying a plot to build, absolutely flying it. And then my younger brother, Liam, he came out, um, I think it was 2018 he came. Same thing, he has a beautiful daughter, Ali, doing really well and like, you know, just, I guess, as you said, taking over Australia. And are you all living near each other? Yeah, so um, Liam actually only lives around the corner from me, so it's like two minutes drive and John is about 20 minutes away. Um, so yeah not too far like in Cork I know that seems far but here that's not too much to travel at all 
So when was the last time that you were home? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Um, I was home last year for my wedding. Um, we, like a lot of people, were supposed to get married um, the year before, but with COVID and everything, we postponed it. Mm. Um, so we came home in July 2022. Right. A great turnout. Like we had 200 plus people at the wedding. Yeah. All our families get together, you know, haven't seen each other for the first time in a long time. Like a lot of people. Uh, great celebration. We were lucky to get that great uh, heat wave. So beautiful weather. <laughs> <laughs> and hang on a second now, Stephanie. That heat, that heat wave was 20, 29 degrees. What temperature is it in Perth today? It's currently 41 degrees in Perth today. Actually, um, from what I know, Perth has probably some of the best weather in Australia. Yes, yeah. We would have good weather, like re, like pretty pretty solid, decent weather for probably nine months of the year. Um, June, June, July and August would be, can be, like last June, July and August was quite wet. Um, but... A little bit here too, but yeah, yeah, (laughs) like yeah, but you—that's the thing. You could get a day here and there, and like you know, whereas you—you'd still have some dry days that you had to get out and about. But yeah, nine months of the year, you would be able to kind of bank on for the good weather. Yeah, and that's lovely. And your job, that qualification that you got just before you went, you've got some hell of a job out there now, haven't you? Yeah, I've been really lucky. I, you know, had a couple of jobs in laboratories. You do six months on your on your working holiday visa and then you have to go and get another job because you can only work in one, one company for six months at a time. Mm. And then when we came back on the PR, I was lucky enough to get in with a company called Australian Laboratory Services. Mm-hmm. So I'm the manager for the Western region wow. um, for our quality assurance. And um, so we have a couple of laboratories uh, spread out all over West Australia and Adelaide. They've we've I've I've in Adelaide as well that I um come in comes in under my bracket. So I just make sure that um our regulations are up to scratch and we've got certain standards and guidelines that we need to meet. Excellent. And they call me the police woman. <laughs> they what? 
<laughs> they call me the police woman. <laughs> <laughs> and what does Cahill do? Uh, so Cahill's in construction. Anything from building to demolition. He's kind of a bit of jack of all trades and getting involved there. Yeah, my daughter's just gone out for a year um, to Melbourne, actually, on one of these working holiday visas. And she's a veterinary nurse and she's got herself a job in an emergency clinic and she's so excited. But one thing she has been looking up over the last few months as they planned all this was work-life balance. We keep hearing about it. And Australia has brought world work-life balance to an art form. Yes, definitely. And but you can look at it two, two ways. Like I, my partner in construction, he, I don't think he has his work-life balance panned out yet. Mm. <laughs> but they will allow you to work as much as you want from a financial perspective. So it's been great for him being able to get as much overtime as he needed, especially when we were in the years of trying to buy our home. Yeah. Um, but then on the flip side, they're very flexible. And I, I use my own company as an example, um, extremely flexible. Like I'm currently on maternity leave and I know I'm very comfortable with the idea of going back in there, having conversations of working from home, working part time and um, working like not necessarily the normal routine hours. Sure. So you're on Monday sure. nine to five. Um, and they, I can, I can kind of sleep at night knowing that they will accommodate me as best they can. That's fantastic. And you're the biggest worry at home, Stephanie. Um, you're in contact, obviously, all the time with everybody. But the biggest worry here is housing, a place to live. Yeah. What's it like over there? Yeah. Uh, currently, we're going through a housing crisis now as well, both rental and um, building. I suppose for Perth. You know, the upside or the positive side from that is that Perth has a lot of scope for building and you can see that that's happening. They're stretching it out. They're building, you know, 20 minutes away from from where I am now, where as 10 years ago, where I live would have been classed as the sticks, as we say at home. <laughs> the rent, the rental market at the minute is quite tough. Yeah. Um. And, and I think, you know, Perth, I suppose, in comparison to the rest of Australia, is quite reasonably priced. Uh, for houses and rental and, and I think they're they're seeing that now that there's an increase in that and cost of living as everything you know similar yeah. to home I suppose it's a, it's a global thing really housing and homes and, and the cost of living is, is a global thing you mention at home much as you love it Stephanie it'll never be home will it um, no home is always home to me um, and yeah part, part is I suppose it's where I live and it's where I will probably live for the foreseeable future unless anything changes. Like people always ask, you know, will I return back home to Cork? Um, I never say never, um, but I'm currently very content with my life in Perth. I guess, as you know, you touched on my brothers are here. I do feel a bit lucky in that sense. I've got a great group of friends and my parents are toying with coming over maybe next year for a couple of months just to see how they get on and if they kind of take to it we're toying with the idea well, of the getting take, to move the takeover could be continuing next thing <laughs> next thing you know you'll be opening your own branch of Donatello's they tell me you miss it oh <laughs> it's the first thing I get when I get off the plane every time I come home like, I absolutely love a chicken baguette and uh, although things, you know, when you first come over, your daughter will be the same. You, you know, you'll miss like chocolate, you miss crisps. 
that all goes away. You kind of find your own localized brands, but Donatello's will never be replaced in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned her, and you know she doesn't get there until the end of February. And she starts her her job, and there are thousands of young people out there at the moment living their best life for want of a better expression. Absolutely. I, I have every daddy's fear that they won't come back. What would you say to me? Uh, my advice to you is if they stay longer than the year is make it your business to get out there if you haven't been already. And then, you know, you'll forever miss her if she stays. Yeah. My parents don't miss us any less the longer we're out here. Yeah. Probably more and more. But I noticed a massive difference in my mom and dad's take on us being here. Or mine particularly when they came out here the first time. They saw what we had. They saw the lifestyle we have. And I suppose, you know, I just had my own first child in September and already I know that I want the best for her and I would want anything less than that. Yeah. And so when you can see that for your own child, you change your views. But 100% you will be like, if this is what's better for her, then yeah. I can't imagine any any father or mother what, not, oh God, not no, wanting I, I'm hoping her. I'm hoping she will come home, but <laughs> it would be not sensible of me not to brace myself for, for her not doing it. Stephanie, I wish you well. I wish your family well, both here and in Perth. And uh, cheers for talking to me. Nice to speak, PJ, and have a lovely afternoon. Thank you. Yeah, the Stephanie O'Flaherty and her brothers taking over Perth in Western Australia and her parents even thinking of going out now for six months to see what they like to settle down. Don't talk about a, an evacuation, but they love it over there. Corks 96 FM. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win.